Hi, this is Father Tom Burke of the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh, and welcome to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. This show spotlights the important work of Catholic education in our Catholic schools and parish faith formation programs. Catholic Education Plus is brought to you by the generous supporters of Catholic education, including Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh in southwestern Pennsylvania. And this morning, we're covering an important topic on Catholic Education Plus, helping young people stay connected with the church and growing in their faith. Uh, Research shows that Catholics who leave the church leave very early. And of those who become unaffiliated, most have left by their early 20s. And we're also seeing a decline in the number of younger Catholics who marry in the church. Yet many young adults are searching for the meaning in life and want to serve others. These are two principles that are at the heart of the Catholic faith. And here in the Church of Pittsburgh, we are finding new ways to keep our younger people involved, including training new leaders. They're the future. My first guest this morning is Jacob Williamson. He is the Director of Young Adult Outreach in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. In our second segment later on this morning, Jacob will be joined by Nick Sharapa. He is the digital media strategist for the diocese, and he will be talking about new ways the church is communicating with the adults. Jacob, welcome this morning to Catholic Education Plus. Good morning, Father Tom. Thanks for having me. Let's first uh, look at the numbers, and according to uh, researcher and author Sherry Waddell, uh, who writes fantastic books, uh, of those Catholics who become unaffiliated, 79% leave the faith by the age of 23. Most said they gradually drifted away. Many uh, just stopped believing in the teachings of the church. What do you think uh, are some of the main reasons for this trend of our young adults uh, losing their faith? Yeah, the the research is not is not good. The, it's, mm-hmm. In fact, it, it's kind of bad news, right? Um, the Pew Research firm specifically just put out their religious landscape survey in America, and they they have identified that um, out of millennials. Now, millennials it's kind of a an amorphous term, kind of mm-hmm. trying to like nail, nailing water to the wall sometimes. Mm-hmm. But millennials can be characterized as people being born between your nineteen eighty and the in the year nineteen ninety six. Mo- out of the millennials, eleven percent of them are, are Catholic. And and that might seem oh okay that's that's a little more than I expected but double that number twenty two percent are unaffiliated or what we call religious nuns which is what Sherry Waddell is referencing mm-hmm. in her book Forming Intentional Disciples and not religious nuns who are the habits but but N O N E S who who aren't affiliated with anything and and out of the research it shows that there there's some there's some reasons for why these people disaffiliate. Christian Smith, an author, um, has has noted that 71% of people who leave or who unaffiliate from church don't do it for really any reason other than they just gradually drift away. Um, in another 65% or 65% of people, they stop believing in the church's teachings. So there isn't any one particular reason why these people drift or unaffiliate. unaffiliate. It's just they kind of go away. So it's not just a Catholic problem. I think it's just a religious problem issue. I mean, it's it's across the board. All the mainstream churches are struggling with this. This is just not a Catholic problem. Absolutely. Again, that Pew mm-hmm. Research firm survey, uh, 12% wow. of Protestants. So sure. they're, they're in line with the Catholics as well. And when I talk to um, other ministers, other denominations, faiths, rabbis, uh, they all say we're all in the same boat, so to speak. Uh, you know, it's a struggle. Uh, to really try to reach out to our youth and our young adults. And I'm 48 years old, so uh, I'm not real old, but I'm not young anymore. And this particular age bracket, um, these could be my 
my children. Yeah. And I have um, nephews that are in their mid-20s, uh, college and high school age right now. So it's a challenge. And I see it with my sisters just trying to, you know, promote the good morals and values. And my friends who have children now of high school and college age now, uh, they're telling me the same thing, Father Tom. It's it's tough. It's it's So it's not just a Catholic issue. I think it's a cultural issue. Would you agree with that, Jacob? Oh, 100%. Um, in fact, the Gallup Research, um, the, the, the organization that, that puts out mm-hmm. most of our polls, um, they have identified some key characteristics of the millennial generation that I think is kind of appropriate for uh, the Catholic Church. If, if we want to, if we want to re-engage people who have disaffiliated from the faith, well, what are some strategies that we could do that? Um, and I, I think it's interesting taking the Gallup information because they're not religiously affiliated. So let's take some hard statistical data and let's let's view that through a Catholic lens. Sure. Now, in the past, many younger Catholics who fell away from the practice of their faith in high school and college, they return to the church when they marry and they start families. And I see that a lot. Uh, I was a young parochial vicar at St. Paul Cathedral um, 10, 15 years ago, and I did a lot of weddings, and and now I'm doing a lot of baptisms. So I see people say, I remember you when I went to Pitt or Carnegie Mellon or Chatham or Carlo, uh, and I would come to Mass. Uh, But now the church weddings are way down, and nationally and locally, uh, from about 3,200 marriages in our diocese in 2000 to fewer than 1,700 in 2015. So how, how do we keep the people and attract the young people because that's it's tough we we have them in high school in college they might fall away for a little bit then they return when they get married and they start families but just the social economic of it uh, people don't want to get married they don't want to make that commitment how do we how do we keep them and attract them to keep them this is my favorite question so again referencing that that pew research firm 71 percent people just kind of gradually 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 drift away. I think we have to ask the question, well, well, why do people stay? Why are Mm. people Catholic? And there's only one answer. There's only one good answer, and it's it's the person of Jesus Christ. Right? Yeah. Uh, and to put it succinctly, it's discipleship. How do we keep people in the church, or how do we attract people back to the church, or, or how do we attract people to the church who might have never heard the good news? It's preach. It's preaching the charisma, the the Jesus Christ. He he died for you. He lives with you. He wants to accompany you through your life. These sufferings that we all have, he wants to free you from them. He wants to draw you into his divine life with his Father in the Holy Spirit. You know, um, we look at four pivotal moments of Christ's life. You know, the the moments of when he says, "Come and see, mm-hmm. follow me, abide in me." And then go. We can we can look at those four pivotal moments of Christ's life, and we can say, Ah, here's a strategy. Here's a way that we can keep people in the faith or draw them closer to Christ Himself. And it's by encountering them. It's by having real conversation, authentic friendship with people. And it's by encountering them that we can begin to accompany them. You know, Pope Francis talks a lot about this this message of accompaniment, of asking the real hard questions, but deeply listening, going to the fringes of society. And what are the real human needs? And if we can identify the real human needs, we can we can minister to those needs and we can have those people bump into Jesus. And after we accompany someone, we can draw them into the life of the community of the church, which draws people into the community of the life of God. And finally, as Christ said, go, he sent them. Well, so do we. And I think that's really beautiful at the end of Mass. The priest or the deacon always says, go. And it's it's not just to get out, right, get out of church, but it's to go make disciples. In fact, isn't that the command of our Lord um, 
to go encounter other people, to accompany them, to draw them into the community of his life. That's true. And just when when Jesus was calling his apostles, you know, come and follow me, drop your nets. And they did. They they followed him or they they hear his voice. Come. He he gives them that personal invitation. You know, Peter and Andrew, come and follow me. Uh, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas, and and they did. So it the younger people are searching for meaning in their life. They're searching for happiness. Yeah, there's a lot of distractions out there. There's a lot of peer pressure. Uh, so if we we as the church, and that not just priests or deacons, but the lay people too, just to engage with the adults, get them to say, hey, we, we care about you, and there's more to life than just um, the glamour of Hollywood or making money and climbing up that corporate ladder, then hopefully then they'll see what's really important. Well, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned the purpose of life. So I, I mentioned, I referenced Gallup earlier, mm-hmm. that they've done some some research around millennials who are young adults, and they've identified some key characteristics of, of who millennials are. And young adults have this deep um, need to search, this, this intense identity exploration. Um, and in particular, um, millennials, uh, you know, looking at the job, like their workforce and things, um, millennials really aren't just concerned about a paycheck in their job, mm. but they, they, they're really concerned about purpose. They want to be able to, to, to see the work that they're about um, having deep meaning in their life. And, and looking at it from that perspective, well, who has, who has the meaning of life, right? God, Jesus Christ, and and it's by manifestation of the church that we we have an up on on every other organization in the world that you want you're searching for meaning, you're looking for purpose in your life. Well, we have the answer for you. It's right there, right in front of you. Yeah. yeah. When we say young adults, we might think of one profile, uh, but they're they they're a diverse group. Let's talk a little bit about how they're different and why it matters uh, to ministering them. Because this isn't like the baby boomers or Generation X. These are This is a different breed of people. It's a great question. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when people think about young adult ministry, they think, well, let's get people in their 20s and 30s together, and we'll consider that ministry. It's kind of like Youth Group 2.0, where we just get a bunch of high schoolers together, and, and nothing could be further from, from the truth. Uh, myself, I'm 31, and, and we could get 10, 31-year-olds together, and yet their life experiences would be vastly different. Um, one person could be married. One person could be married with children. One person could be widowed. One person could be divorced. Um, one person could have their master's degree, another their doctorate. And you can see where I'm going with this, just a variety of life experiences. And that's not to mention where they are in their faith journey. They might be deeply committed to our Lord, or they may have never heard of him. So all of these um, circumstances present um, situations that the church can accompany young adults. Again, I want to use that word accompaniment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so rather than, uh, you know, conventional wisdom would say, well, let's cast a large net and let's see how many young adults <laughs> we can get. The question really is, no, let's, let's try and be laser focused. What are the, what are the particular, what are the particular ways and means that we can reach uh, a select group of young adults? And let's minister there first and we'll see some, we'll see some real results. So it's kind of like, kind of like going to a buffet table instead of grabbing everything and putting everything on the tray focus on one particular area first you got to be laser focused and, and really really focus your attention on that cultivate that you're not going to fix everything in one day so people who think that they can you know just grasp everyone like you say cast the net and see how much you catch really go in small numbers but then that small number can have a ripple effect and and moving forward 100% yeah. and so these these young adults 
they're not bad people. And people think, oh, the young generation, this is, we're doom and gloom. But I really think they really have a heart and goal. We'll take a break and we'll continue our conversation. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, the administrator of the Catholic Community of the East End of Pittsburgh, which is the parishes of St. Bede and Point Breeze, St. Charles Luanga in the East End, and St. James in Wilkinsburg. In this morning's program, we are focusing on helping young people stay connected with the church and growing with their faith. In our first segment, we heard from Jacob Williamson, who is the director of Young Adult Outreach in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. And for our second segment, uh, Jacob is joined by Nick Sharapa, who is the digital media strategist for the diocese. Uh, And Nick also has a brother, Anthony Sharapa, Father Anthony Sharapa is a Mm -hmm. priest. And uh, Nick will now talk a little bit about new ways the church is communicating with the young adults. So um, Nick, welcome aboard to the second segment of Catholic Education Plus. Thanks. It's good to be here. Now, uh, you're the digital media strategist for the diocese, so you're the techie guy, right? So uh, the diocese created your position a few years ago, which I think was a fantastic move. Uh, definitely need that. Recognizing the new ways that we communicate, uh, smartphones and so, so, social media. Uh, I carry my iPhone in my pocket everywhere I go. Can you briefly tell our listeners uh, what your job involves as the, the techie digital media strategist. Sure. Um, When I first sat down with Bishop Zubik after I was hired, he said, if there's any way that I can communicate uh, to my people, I'm open to it. And that's why I hired you. Mm. So uh, the mission of communications in the Diocese of Pittsburgh is to uh, connect the people of God to the church. And what do you think when you think digital? Anything on a phone, anything on a digital billboard, anything video. Anything that's frankly not analog, like the newspaper <laughs> or uh, a bulletin, uh, all lies underneath my um, responsibility. So uh, in year one, it was a lot of working with diocesan communication, starting mm-hmm. a new diopit.org. And year two is really exciting because I get to be out at the parishes um, assisting people in best practice for all things digital media. Um, so it's, it's a really thrilling job. And I know I've been a priest for 17 years, and I can remember when I was a seminarian at St. Vincent's in Latrobe, I got my first cell phone when I was in maybe second theology. I never had a cell phone when I was at St. Paul Seminary in Crafton or going to Duquesne. And even even in my earlier college years when I was at Clarion University, um, we had one um, computer lab. We had to go phys- physically to the building mm-hmm. for to check email. We didn't have any computers or cell phones right. in the dorms. So it has dramatically changed just over since I've been out of college uh, 30 years and sure. being a priest for 17 years. So the landscape has changed dram- dramatically for young adults, how they communicate and connect mm-hmm. uh, with others. All of us were bombarded, of course, with messages, advertising, news social media, text, how can the church cut through all this noise uh, so that we can share the good news, to, to be a good beacon of good news to the right. people? Well, I think of Sunday Mass as this nice little retreat, you mm. know, uh, once a week or even in daily Mass more often, uh, where you can get away from the hustle and bustle of the uh, everyday you know, madness that we're bombarded with. Well, with social media, we need that presence also. So the answer simply is, we have to be present. We have mm-hmm. to bring the church into media. Um, we should be here. We belong here. Um, so what I'd love to see is more content. In a world with digital media, content is king. Um, 
Jesus Christ is king. But content <laughs> is so, so important, right? Um, uh, I want to see more podcasts. I want to see more videos. I want to see um, more beautiful graphic design. And so uh, you look at media and everyone's doing it really, really well. Well, you know, the Catholic Church does so much so well. You think uh, architecture we do so well, our philosophy, theology. But what about media? Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to be just as beautiful with our digital efforts as, you know, uh, personal encounters are. So how can we build and plug into these online communities for the young adults side to to engage them in the church and the person to help them grow? Because there's so much out there. How can we help them build and plug into that? Sure. Um, I think that, one, to be present is very, very important. Uh, And as you mentioned earlier, like everyone is on their phone. So look at the average person on their phone. What are they doing? They're scrolling, 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 scrolling. I don't know about you, but sometimes late at night I'll be scrolling on my phone. And what am I doing? I'm searching for something. Mm -hmm. And so if I was scrolling on, you know, Facebook or Twitter and I saw a video of Father so-and-so talking about the gospel, um, maybe that grabs me that night. Do I think digital media is going to be the thing that converts hearts and souls? No, but is it the thing that warms the waters for a personal encounter? Absolutely. And I think that's how um, how we have to approach it. Uh, it's not the end all. I mean, there's nothing that's going to beat the experience of encountering uh, the Lord through someone or through <laughs> liturgy. But um, it could be the thing that warms up someone's heart so that they would accept an invitation to go to uh, a young adult event or accepts the invitation to go to Mass. Yeah, so it's just by trying to reach them, find out what they're searching for, so mm-hmm. to speak, and, and and gravitate to them to, to help them find that. And Jacob, I want to come back to you. Uh, we were talking in the first segment about uh, trying to reach to the millennials and the young adults. And you launched a new program to train the young adult ministers called Cultivate, which began last month uh, with the retreat. Can you talk about that briefly? Yeah, Cultivate is, uh, is a comprehensive training experience that has engaged or is in is engaging young adult learners. Um, it provides real-time, relevant information um, through all sorts of presentations, experiential learning, collaboration discussions, storytelling. Um, it kicked off last month with, mm-hmm. a, with a weekend retreat with 12 participants and will continue uh, with six months of community of practice. And the idea behind it is to give these folks uh, the, the, the fundamental theology as well as the basic competencies to do ministry for people in their 20s and 30s. And digital media is, is a huge component of it. In fact, we have, mm-hmm. we have an entire session set apart um, in a few months uh, uh, to, give, to give these 12 participants the, the ways and the means on how to engage uh, those in their 20s and 30s in the on the digital sphere. And That's great. So it kind of helps to kind of catch them and find out what they're searching for. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and Nick, uh, the Catholic communications expert, uh, Scott Landry, he wrote a book a few years ago called Transforming Parish Communications, uh, which he described how we can better use today's technology to take the gospel and to reach them to everyone. How is the Diocese of Pittsburgh helping the parishes uh, to start with the new websites for all the 57 groupings? Sure. So uh, sometimes the story of the Catholic Church website is that we had a volunteer uh, doing oh, the yeah. website, mm-hmm. and then they left for Colorado, and we don't know how to access it, and it's out of date. What we're doing is giving each new parish grouping a, a home base, a website, uh, where we can dr- direct all traffic to. Social media directs traffic to what? Home base. 
the website. So we went with this company called eCatholic that makes beautiful websites. First and foremost, if you're not attracted to what you're looking at uh, in a website, you're probably not going to, you know, uh, go to that parish, right? So they make beautiful websites, and it's so easy that anyone can use it. So um, I always tell people at parishes, don't be afraid of media. And these websites are so easy to use and easy to navigate to find the content that you're looking for um, that uh, we, we couldn't, you know, do anything but go with them. Uh, it's easy to operate and that sort of thing. So it, it's exciting to see how um, a stronger digital presence on the web will uh, affect how we evangelize. And I'm a product of, of eCatholic. I am very, as one of the uh, administrators with the 57 groupings, the Catholic community of the East End, we merged all of our three websites, our three former parishes or current parishes into one website. So if you Google St. Bede or St. Charles Longer or St. James Wilkinsburg, you'll go into our one joint and it's really user friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, the, our, my web designer is very, uh, pleased with it. It's very user friendly. And I think kudos, uh, for eCatholic, mm-hmm. uh, briefly, can we just talk a little about uh, how we can, people can reach you if they need to. Absolutely. And I'd encourage it. You can mm-hmm. always go to dialpit.org, go to the communications section and look for Nick Sharafa. Uh, all my contact information is there. And how about you, Jacob? You can reach me uh, via email, jwilliamson at dialpit.org. And if anyone would be interested in signing up for a young adult event, it's dialpit.org slash subscribe. So look at the dialpit uh, website and they'll find both of you, uh, gentlemen. Nick Sharapa, Jacob Williamson, thank you this morning for being with us on Catholic Education Plus. Absolutely. Thank you. My pleasure. We'll be back in a moment. This week in our Plus segment, we're featuring a high school silent retreat. This is coming up next Saturday and Sunday, so you still have some time. Uh, All those high school men who are currently in high school, next Saturday, February 9th and Sunday, February 10th, Uh, There's going to be a nice high school silent retreat. It will be held over in Westview at the Martina Spiritual Renewal Center. That's right off of 279 at the Perrysville exit. There's no cost uh, for the event, um, but if you want to visit pittsburghpriest.com, that's pghpriest.com, and you can register uh, for that wonderful silent retreat. Just a little overnight, nice little quiet uh, overnight away from all the hustle and bustle if you're in high school. A lot of stress going on or just trying to figure out what I want to do after I graduate or prepare uh, for college. All high school men, uh, there's going to be a silent retreat next Saturday, February 9th and 10th, and will be held at the Martina Spiritual Renewal Center right there in Westview. There's no cost. Visit pittsburghpriestpghpriest.com, and Father Mike Ackerman will uh, get you registered. We'll see you there at the retreat next weekend. Thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus, and thanks again to our supporters, including Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. I'm Father Tom Burke. Join us again in two weeks at 630 right here on KDK Radio.